Before we begin the inaugural episode of this podcast, I have three things I would like to say. One, if you would like to help me co-host a couple of episodes or be a special guest, let me know. Also, let me know if you're good at designing logos because I'm definitely not good at that. And third, if you would like to help me out with a title for the podcast, definitely let me know because, again, I got no podcast name. I know what this is going to be about. I know what this episode is going to be about, but I cannot tell you what the name of this podcast is going to be. So far, the acting title is The Other Berman Show. Hopefully you guys get that reference. And yeah, that's all I got to say. And I hope you enjoy this podcast. All right. Welcome to the podcast. I am Josh Berman, and this is truly a dream come true. For those who don't know me, I am 14 years old, and... This is my dream, not necessarily to have a podcast, but to be a sportscaster. And I know that some of my idols got their start from a little podcast that got picked up. And some of them are working for ESPN, um, NBA TV, TNT, NFL Network. Um, Actually, my favorites, the starters, got their start. They're now the free agents, as they're known, because NBA TV criminally dropped their show. But I'm not going to get into that right now, but... Yeah, I'm going to make this podcast probably a weekly show or whenever something big happens, I'll do something. So sometimes there'll be two, for all we know, there could be three podcasts per week, but at least one podcast come per week. So far, this will be known as the Other Bourbon Show. For those of you that don't know it, what that is, the, um, one of my, another one of my idols, Chris Berman, Chris Berman, no relation. Um, so I thought it'd be funny to make it the Other Bourbon Show, but that's not necessarily going to be the title forever, but. For now, that's what we're going to be calling this show. I will have guests um, periodically, but it'll be just me most of the time, and I'm really excited. And the way this podcast is going to work, not all of them, but this one, because it's about NBA free agency, I'm going to break down all of the key free agent signings. So we're going to get things started right away with two free agents that have already made their decision, Kemba Walker and Clay Thompson. So let's look listen into into that. All right, the first free agency signing I'll be breaking down that happened before this podcast was recorded was Clay Thompson re-signing with the Golden State Warriors for the five-year, $190 million max deal with Golden State. I mean, there's not too much to say about this. I mean, we all knew this was going to happen, especially after that injury. I've been saying it for a while. Clay Thompson, he's not going anywhere. He was the guy that everyone knew was going to stay, so... One of the best shooters of all time, sticking around in Golden State um, to the max. Stay around with Steph Curry, and when he comes back from the injury, Splash Brothers will remain intact, which I think is great not only for the NBA, for Clay and Steph, because Steph obviously will not be as good as um, Steph is not at his best without Clay, and Clay is not at his best without Steph. So those two are great together. It's like Buddy Ryan and Mike Ditka, like. Ditka couldn't win without Buddy Ryan. Buddy Ryan couldn't win without Ditka. I mean, Steph probably could win without Clay. But my point is, like, these guys are meant to be on the same team. And you always think of Steph and Clay together. You always think of, whenever you think of Steph, you probably always think of Clay. Whenever you think of Clay, you're always going to think of Steph. So definitely the right move for both sides. Good job of Bob Myers getting that done quick. Because, I mean, knowing Clay, he'd probably, be feel, he'd probably feel really insulted if they let June 30th hit without anything, and you probably could have risked losing him, but no, as soon, 
They already, they did this on Friday, two days before Fiend. She's like, no, no, Clay, you're staying here. We want you here. And it was definitely the right move, so smart. So, yeah, the second thing I'm going to break down is going to be a lot more actual analysis because it hasn't been obvious is Kemba Walker has just announced that he will be sticking, not sticking, he will be going to the Boston Celtics to a four-year, $141 million deal with the Celtics. Now, obviously, this confirms the already known Kyrie Irving will not be sticking around in Boston. That is for sure. And Terry Rogier, we'll see what that means for him. But yeah, I think this is a great move for both sides. Kemba obviously finally gets out of Charlotte, and now the Hornets. I think their best player, I think the best player on the Hornets now might be Michael Jordan, who is 57 years old and an owner of the team. So yeah, Charlotte, not in a good spot. And Boston, they needed to get a guy with losing Horford and Kyrie. They needed to get a guy, and Kemba is going to be their guy. I think it's great for both sides. Oh, and uh, I just remember Kemba, he went to UConn, so kind of returning on Boston and Connecticut, kind of close. I mean, not the same state, but it's close, you know. And um, him and Jason Tatum, actually, that'd be, I like that. Jason Tatum and Kyrie, um, not Kyrie, Jason Tatum and Kemba together, that could be pretty cool. You could see Kemba start to actually do stuff in games that matter, which is rare because he was on Charlotte's entire career. And instead of throwing it to Michael, I mean, instead, of throwing, instead of passing it to Michael K. Gilchrist and getting it to Miles Bridges, he's actually getting it to guys like Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, um, Daniel Tice, probably. Um, and not too deep of a roster there in Boston. I mean, I got a couple guys. I got Semi Oshalite, who I like, is a nice role player. Um, Gordon Hayward. But absolutely great fit for Kemba and the Celtics. That's. That's a really good match and a great job by Danny Ainge getting that in. They needed the superstar, and they had the space to do it because they lost uh, Kyrie and Al Horford. So great move as a Wizards fan. I'm not very happy as just a Baltimore sports fan. And even though Baltimore doesn't have any NBA teams as a Ravens fan before anything else, I don't like Boston anything. I don't like Boston sports, period. I don't like the Red Sox. I don't like the Bruins. I don't like the Celtics. And I share it, so I don't like the Patriots. So, Yeah. Good move for the Celtics. Good move for Kemba. Yeah, that's all I'm going to say. So before I get into the next two free agents, I would like to break down. If you have any questions, thoughts, um, help, advice, anything, um, my Instagram is at AFC North Champs. At AFC North Champs, it is a Ravens fan page. And my DMs will just be open and... Yeah, you can send advice, help, questions, probably hate if, because at least one person's going to hate this, it's how it works, I've already been prepared for that. Um, yeah, so at AFC North Champs on Instagram, and that's it, yeah. And the next two free agents I'll be breaking down is Kristaps Porzingis staying in Dallas and Nikola Vucevic staying in Orlando. All right, next up, we'll be breaking down the most underrated free agent in this class and a man who I call the walking double-double, Nikola Vucevic, re-signing with the Orlando Magic for to a four-year, $90 million extension. Now, last season, he made the All-Star team with the Magic, who, believe it or not, did make the playoffs last year. Yes, the East was that bad, um, but 
he neither way playoffs or no playoffs the man deserved an all-star bid he averaged 20 point 20 points uh t- 20 points and 12 rebounds and almost four assists per game this guy is a walking double double i'm going to say it again walking double double he is incredible he's a 51% from the field last year 36% from 3 and it's not like not because he took barely he took three threes per game and still shot and still did shoot 36% from the from three that's pretty good Vucevic not a bad three-point shooter and a very very underrated player it's probably because he plays in Orlando so we'll see and I mean even Orlando <laughs> doesn't think he's that great because they did draft Mobamba last year but he didn't really play because the injury so we'll see how Vucevic's minutes are next season but he got the contract he deserved Orlando did make the right move. He's a great, great player in Orlando. And, I mean, again, not a great roster there. I believe – I'm looking at their roster right now. We got Mo Bamba, as I just said, Jonathan Isaac, Evan Fournier, DJ Augustine, um, <laughs> um, Aaron Go- – oh, Aaron Gordon. Aaron Gordon's pretty good. And, I mean, Markel Fultz, but that's – yeah. So not a great roster in Orlando. A lot of young guys – but hey, they, they're all they, um, Vooch is used to them, so we'll see how he does. He is going to be entering his ninth season in the league. He's seven foot two sixty. So yeah, all right. Um, great player, and definitely a great job by Orlando bringing him back. Quick correction: um, Nikola Vucevic will be resetting with the Magic for a four-year, one hundred million. So that's ten million more than I originally thought. Next up, Kristaps Porzingis. Resigning with the Dallas, well, not officially, but he will be resigning with the Dallas Mavericks to a four-year max deal. Um, it was pretty much this has been a done deal since the trade deadline. As soon as he's been since he's been traded to the Mavs, him and Luka Doncic is going to be that's a match made in heaven. Um, Porzingis, the, of course, the seven-foot-three Latvian power forward. This man is a beast. People forget how good he truly is because, of course, he hasn't played in a year and a half. But he really is that good, and he was in the MVP conversation. He was not one of the guys that were saying, oh, he's probably going to win it. But no, he was in like that, like five or six guys that saying he could win it 48 games through last season, not last season, two seasons ago before he got hurt. And then, of course, he hasn't played since. But he really was starting to come into his own last year, averaging 25 points. Averaging 25 points, 7.3 rebounds, 2.7. Yes, I'm going to say that again because it, you heard me right. 2.7 blocks per game. That is incredible. I mean, I know he's 7 foot 3, but that's still unbelievable. So, yeah, it's just, it was just the beginning for him before that injury. So one can only hope he can get back to where he was because he was really starting to become something truly special. And now he's out of um, basketball hell, known as the New York Knicks, and now in Dallas with Rick Carlisle uh, coaching the team, Luka Doncic, and some nice young pieces with the Mavs. I mean, Jalen Brunson is not a big name, but I think he has a ton, and I mean a ton of potential in Dallas, especially with Doncic and Porzingis. I mean... Uh, after that, it's not too great of a roster, but I mean, Dwight Powell is probably the fourth best player on that team once you get past um, Porzingis, Doncic, and Brunson. And then <laughs> he doesn't—he barely played, but 
last year, but he is on the team, so he's worth a mention. Kostas Antetokounmpo is on that team, Giannis's younger brother. So, I mean, that's just a fun fact for you, but it doesn't mean anything. Um, yeah. I like Dallas and Porzingis. I think it's a great fit, and I'm excited to see where that will take those two in the – I mean, not those two, take Porzingis in the future. And I guess Doncic, I'll throw him in there. So, yes, those two. In the future, Porzingis will be on the max, so he's going to have a lot. Tim Hardaway Jr. is also on the max. Remember that? Yeah, remember, Tim Hardaway Jr. is on the max. Courtney Lee is getting about $13 million. Zach Randolph is getting almost $12 million as well. So they're not going to be able to get another max guy, so it's not like they're going to bring in another superstar. But, yeah, I would definitely expect to see Dallas in the playoffs next year as a 6, 7, 8 seed. Yeah. All right, I'm hoping you guys are enjoying the podcast so far. It has been incredibly fun for me to make, even though I'm basically just talking into a phone. I'm having a lot of fun doing it. But, yeah, next up, we will be breaking down two unknown, not unknown, but two players in free agency that made surprising decisions. Nikola Miritich and Darren Collison. All right, next up, we will be talking about a real shocker, at least this shocked me. Darren Collison, the Indiana Pacers point guard, who is set to become a free agent. Not only did he not like resign the Pacers, or I mean, he made a surprise, and it wasn't the surprise we were expecting of him, just surprising with a different team. Nope. He has said that he is done. He is retiring from the NBA at 11, uh, after 11 years, at 31 years old. Um... He said he would like to focus on faith. So, I mean, it's not like... So, you, you can't disrespect that. That's, all right, that's fair. But it is a surprise. Darren Collison will be retiring from the NBA after um, 11 years. And, I mean, he was going to get a decent market. He wasn't going to get the max unless of some team going to do it he was one of those guys that I was feeling I felt like like maybe like the Knicks were going to get and like be like nope we didn't get KD we didn't get Kyrie but we got Darren Collison and all the fans spent the whole summer hyping him up but there could have been that the Utah Jazz um were reported that some interest in him but no he's announced his retirement so I wish Darren Collison the best in I mean whatever he does yeah. And the next player I would like to talk about that made a huge surprise is Nikola Miritich, who's supposed to have an even bigger market. And he did sign the team, but this team he signed with was Barcelona in the EuroLeague. You heard me right. Nikola Miritich, instead of playing for a team, and I guarantee you there probably would have been a team out there stupid enough to give him a max. Not because he's a bad player, he's just not a max player. Probably a team would have done it. But instead of that, he is going to Barcelona in the EuroLeague. I mean, I am truly shocked with this move. So, I mean, how old is he now? Let's look. Let's look this up. Miritich is... I think he's, he's like 33 or 34. But the exact age, and it does not say on basketball reference, so I'll have to look him up again. Nikola Miritich is... What? He's 28. Okay. Hmm. And yeah, according to Mark Stein, it says he was had major interest in giving him a three-year, $45 million deal 
with Utah. He passed it up to go to Barcelona and play for the EuroLeague. He's not even from Spain. He's from Montenegro. So it's not like it's a coming home type of thing. <laughs> I mean, I really don't get this at all. But again, I wish him the best, and he'll probably find his way back to the NBA within a couple years. So it's probably not the last you'll hear of him. All right. Now I'm going to talk about the Lakers, just the Lakers in general. And I'm going to tell you why the Lakers are not going to get another Max guy. And if it turns out I'm wrong, I'm going to keep this in here because it's going to be pretty funny to listen back to. Because it's going to be a little mini rant. And if this turns out to be wrong, it's going to be really funny to listen back to. But the Lakers are not going to get another Max guy. You know why? Because this is their entire team. This is the entire roster at this very moment. LeBron James... Anthony Davis, Kyle Kuzma, I'm done. That is the entire team. They don't have a they don't have a single guard or center on the entire team. So yes, they freed up another max slot. So let's say they did it. Yes. Let's say hypothetically Kawhi Leonard signs with that team. That would mean four players are on that team. They will have to fill up, I be, let's see, that would mean they would have to fill up twelve, yeah, twelve players, either eleven or twelve players in that roster. With, and they'd have about six million to do that with. Unless if the Lakers are right with having four good players and the rest of the team being scrubs or guys who are just willing to take the minimum to sign with the Lakers, I highly doubt they're going to get Kawhi. I mean, obviously, not going to get Kyrie or KD. I mean, KD, maybe. Probably. No, no, I'm sorry, not KD. Not KD. I, might, I was thinking Kawhi when I said KD. No, they might be getting Kawhi. I don't think they are. I think he's sticking around in Toronto. They're definitely not getting um, Kyrie, and they're definitely not getting KD. People think KD is going there are just flat out wrong. In fact, Woj just tweeted out that, they're me- that he's meeting in Brooklyn, and they're probably about to get a deal done. So, yeah, the Nets are going to sign K- Kyrie, which I'm going to get to probably right after I record this because I'm getting a bunch of notifications from Woj and Mark Stein that it sounds like he's about to sign there. So, yeah, probably Kyrie is going to be next, but... Beside the point, the Lakers, they're not getting anybody else. They can't get anybody else. They don't have the money to do it. It's not going to happen. I hate to break it to you, bandwagon Lakers fans, because everybody who's listening here are probably my friends, and none of them are from L.A. So you guys are all bandwagon, so I'm going to call you all bandwagons, unless there's a guy from L.A. actually watching this, and they're actually Lakers fans, which I doubt. So, Lakers fans, you're done. You're not getting anybody. Be happy with AD, because you guys got a hell of a player. But you're not going to get another guy another max superstar, unless if you're willing to fill out the rest of your roster with about $6 million and have about 11 other players to sign. So, yeah, not going to happen. Whew. <laughs> that was fun. Um, yeah, that's <laughs> my mini rant on the Lakers. That being said, it was a good move though, for them getting AD. I'm, try- I'm going to make that clear. I'm not bashing the AD trade at all. Because that was definitely the right move and a good move. Especially considering they were able to keep Kuzma. But the people that think the Lakers are going to get in the max guy just drove me crazy and had to say it. All right. So, yeah, I'm getting all these tweets. So, I'm just going to assume Kyrie's going to Brooklyn. So, next up, Kyrie Irving. All right. Next up is one of the key players in free agency, Kyrie Irving. He is... All but it is all but officially been announced that he will be going to the Brooklyn Nets for the four-year, hundred forty-one million dollar max deal. Um, 
apparently they're going to be meeting with him and the team tomorrow, and they want to get the done deal done. That's straight from Woj, meaning that they would be letting D'Angelo Russell go, and I'll split this and D'Angelo Russell up, but I'm probably going to talk about him in here too. So, yeah. But this is going to be mainly focused on Kyrie and the Brooklyn Nets. I did call it, so I'm going to say it. I called it, but so did many other people. So I'm not going to try and be like, yeah, I called that and no one else did. Like I did with the Flacco trade because I actually did call that and no one else did. No. Almost everyone knew this. Um, not almost everyone, but a lot of people said, this is where you're going to go. Have I said it longer than most? Yes, but I'm not the only person that said it. Kyrie Irving and Brooklyn is an incredible fit. I think this is a great spot for Kyrie. He has had a good amount of injury issues this last couple years, playing 60 games two years ago, 67 games last year, 53 games in 2015, 51 in his rookie year. Like He's had injury issues, but when he can stay healthy, this man has, in my opinion and most people's opinion, the best handles in the league. He has definitely um, one of the most clutch players in the league. Damian Lillard probably hasn't beat, but other than Lillard, he's probably the most clutch player in the NBA. And I think that this is going to be a great fit for them in Brooklyn. Look at the team. You got Kenny Atkinson, the head coach, who I think is incredible. Um, Sean Marks, the GM. Um, coming off of their first playoff appearance in a very long time. And look at this team. It's a very young, solid team with Spencer Dinwiddie, Jared Allen, um, Joe Harris, Ronda Hallis-Jefferson, Damari Carroll, Alan Crabb, Carroll, Alan Crabb. Um, uh, I'm not going to – I'm thinking about saying – no, I'm not going to say. DeAndre Russell's not going to be on the team. He's going to be um, somewhere else. And it actually just came out that it looks like – that the Nets are going to try and find a sign-and-trade for him, but personally, I don't think it's going to happen, but I could see it. Um, so we'll see what that means for Russell. But basically, we're switching out Kyrie and D'Angelo Russell, and then other than that, you're going to have pretty much the same team, Because I, at least in my opinion, because I don't think KD's going there. I think he's sticking around in Golden State, as I'll get to in a little bit later. And it's my first, po- first podcast, and I have already mastered the art of the T's. <laughs> <laughs> Um, <laughs> I thought that was kind of funny. Um, but let's basically, let's just straight up compare D'Angelo Russell and Kyrie. Um, I'm going to go into the basketball reference comparison thing so I can get this down exactly because I am going to make this right and I'm not just going to go off the top of my head. But yeah, let's look at Kyrie and let's look at D'Lo. Kyrie and D'Angelo Uh, let's type in Russell then. Fine. Happy? Happy. <sighs> okay. Um, cumulative seasons. No, we're going to look at just... No, I want to go like this way, right? I don't know. This is weird. I'm just going to go... Whatever. Let's just think about it this way. Um, let's, yeah, let's just compare last year and last year. For these guys. Um, D-Lo, first off, right of the bat, D'Lo played 81 games and Kyrie only played 67. Kyrie averaged 23 points. Um, <clears throat> D'Lo averaged 21. Um, 
Assists, Kyrie averaged five. D'Lo averaged three point nine. Averaged three point nine. Ass- no, sorry, that is rebounds. Yeah, rebounds. Kyrie averaged five. D'Lo averaged three point nine. Assists. Um, D'Lo averaged seven. Kyrie averaged six point nine. So basically even. Steals. Kyrie averaged one point five. D'Lo averaged one point two. Um, <coughs> sorry. Kyrie averaged. Um, Kyrie. Sh- Kyrie shot forty percent from the field. I mean from three. D'Lo averaged um, shot thirty six. <coughs> Something I throw. I don't know. Uh, Kyrie averaged forty eight percent from the field. D'Lo averaged thirty forty three percent from the field. So, pretty even. Kyrie hasn't beaten a couple things. D'Lo hasn't beat in a couple others, but mostly Kyrie hasn't beat, except for two things. Durability and age. D'Lo is significantly younger and played significantly more games. D'Lo only missed one game the entire season and was, unlike Kyrie, a big-time factor in the playoffs with Brooklyn. Kyrie, not as much in Boston at all. So... We'll see, it'd be pretty cool if D'Lo just goes to Boston, but obviously he's not because Kemba's going there. But that would have been pretty cool to see just they, they just flat switch and just see what the difference would be. But that's just, in my mind, thinking of cool stuff. But And that's all that really is. Um, Kyrie is older, so a little bit wiser, and has championship experience, something that D'Lo definitely, definitely did not have. Um... So I think this is a good move for Brooklyn. I think it's a move that isn't going to backfire like some people do. I, I, have, I think Kyrie's better than people give him credit for. We haven't seen him because that Boston trade, yeah, it, it was not the right spot for him. I, I really think Brooklyn's going to be a much better fit for him than Boston ever was. I think Boston fans didn't, never fully embraced him the way they embraced Isaiah Thomas. I think Cleveland fans were mad, obviously, and that kind of just made the entire NBA... Thing, ah, I don't really like Kyrie that much. He's kind of a diva, kind of this, kind of that. Didn't really back it up. No, we're going to see what happens, especially with the injury history. So I think, and Kyrie is probably only one, now that I think about it, Kyrie is probably one, in, one knee injury away from being done. But assuming Kyrie can stay healthy, this is a great, great move for the Brooklyn Nets. And yeah, D'Angelo Russell, we'll see where he goes. I think there's a chance he can go to LA. I think there's a chance he's going to go to, is it probably either going to go to LA? Or Minnesota, and my dark horse team is Indiana or Chicago. So, yeah, we're going to get into D'Lo a little bit later, but this is mainly focused on Kyrie. And next up is the next free agent that announces his decision because I'm just breaking this up with every decision. And as soon as I see a decision, I just record my thoughts. So I'm not going to throw it over anything else because I don't know what's coming up next. All right, so actually instead of talking about the next free agent that is signed... I just want to talk about some of my plans for this podcast. Um, plans will obviously change, but right now, just things I'm planning. Um, weekly power rankings, all I'm going to do. So I'll have a show about that once the NFL season starts. Um, definitely plan on having um, just people come in as guests every once in a while. And, I mean, at some point during the summer, I'll have an episode w- during lunch of camp, the camp I go to, where I'm just going to sit down, I'm, I'm just going to film us talking about sports. If I like it, I could publish that. And if I don't like it, I mean, I won't do anything with it. But if I like it, I might just file, publish that as an episode. Because um, I don't really have too much plans, but I have some things I want to do. Again, at AFC North Champs on Instagram, if you have any ideas, if you're interested in being a guest or anything like that. 
because this is something I don't plan on being like a one-off thing. I plan on continuing this for a long, long time because this is the start of what I really hope becomes a career. So hopefully this is the start of something special. Yeah, that's pretty cool to say. (laughs) Yeah, but yeah, power rankings throughout the year is definitely one thing I am almost definitely going to do. Just analysis of every Ravens game because... Once this the calendar turns to like September, October, I'll even honestly just August, it's gonna we're gonna start to really talk more about the NFL. But first episode is about the NBA. After that, we have a couple of weeks of just nothing, so it'll be just talking about sports in general, and it'll be a lot of it'll be pretty much guests every single week, starting next week, and then until we get to like August, because I don't have too much ideas unless if there are some big a big signing or something happens. So yeah. Over to the next thing, which I don't know what it is yet, but you will in a second. So over to whatever that is. All right, next up, I'm going to be answering some questions that I have been given on my Instagram. Again, at AFC North Champs every week, um, probably about a day, the day before I start filming it. I'm going to post a little thing, just questions for the podcast for that week and the ones that are actually sports-related, I'll answer. We only got three this week. Hopefully, it'll be more um, by the time we... Honestly, hopefully, by next week, we'll have more than three, but we'll see. The first one is from at WillFraser21. He says, are the Ravens a Super Bowl contender this year? Now, again, as a Ravens fan, as an NFL fan, I'm going to be breaking down the teams, especially the Ravens, a lot more as we get along. But right now... Short version of that answer is, I believe they, I'm not going to say yes, but I'm going to say that they, the answer could be yes. Right now, if you had asked just straight up yes or no, I would say no. But the team has the talent to potentially maybe contend, not win, not hell, not even go there. But when I think of Super Bowl contender, I think of the seven or eight best teams where you could say, if they're on the Super Bowl, I wouldn't be shocked. Would have put the Ravens in there? Maybe. But... I wouldn't say they're a serious contender where you have it down to like the four teams where like, yeah, it's probably gonna be one of those four teams. No, it's not I'm not putting this up there at all. But with that being said, I could also see this I could also see this team going six and ten. I could see this team going five eleven. I could see this entire thing just crashing and burning this year. This team goes as far as Lamar Jackson goes. So if Lamar has a great year, has a Vic like season where he throws for like three thousand yards and like runs for a thousand, yeah, the team could go to the Super Bowl. You never know. But if Lamar gets hurt and it, or he just doesn't do look that great, you, know, I, I couldn't see us. I could see us just not doing well, not even making the playoffs. So we will definitely, definitely see there. Next question is from at Noah underscore Davidson underscore fourteen. He asked for a playoff bracket again. I'm not going to do that now, but I'll tell you just teams I could see competing. Um, the North give me either Baltimore or Cleveland. In the AFC South, it'll be, I think, Indy. Um, but Houston and Tennessee are both contenders to probably make a wild card. AFC East, obviously, New England. AFC West, I think the Chargers. Chiefs probably will get a wild card, but I think the Chargers will win that division. NFC North, Chicago. NFC East, I'll say either Philly or Dallas, probably Philly. NFC South, um, New Orleans. NFC West is LA. Now, a full-on bracket will be coming in about a month or two. And the next thing, actually is um, a great idea for an episode of a podcast because this is, will take a long time to do right now. 
but I'll answer a little bit of it right now. But I think this could, I could turn this question into a full-on podcast from at Brady underscore Nicholas six. And again, this, this definitely could be just an episode. In fact, I probably will be an episode of the podcast when we get to like July and I just have nothing to do. This very well could just want to be an episode. Is NFL rank the best players at their position, offense and defense? Yeah, that's probably a future episode. But straight up, I can tell you this. I think Aaron Donald is the best player in the NFL. If you like, if they hypothetically asked me to be on like the voting of the top 100, obviously not because I'm not a player. But those like top 100 players lists that NFL Network does every year, like hypothetically, you gave me the top 20. That's how they do it. They just I gave each player top 20 and they rank their top 20. And that's how they make the top 100 out of each player's ballot. But if you gave me a top five, uh, I'll give you my top five just overall players. I think Aaron Donald's the best player in the league. And then after that, yeah, I guess put Mahomes two. It's top of my head. After one, yeah, I put Mahomes maybe two. After last year only, Mahomes two. Um, DeAndre Hopkins three. Um, Justin Tucker four. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> no. Um, hmm. Um. Uh, I probably should have put more thought into this. Um, in terms of just safeties, I mean, I mean, uh, I don't know. Yeah, um, but the, yeah, I'll give you your top three now. Those three, and I'm gonna go by position. That's de- you know, and that, more I think about it, that's definitely gonna be an episode of a podcast. That's gonna be really fun to talk about, think about it. But absolutely going to be an episode of a podcast at some point again probably like july when nothing's going on i'm just gonna make that episode and yeah those are the three questions and we'll definitely have more questions going on once we get to um the season starting but yeah at if you know champs i'll post like a, th- a question thing where you can post your questions i'll be answering all of my sports other questions that we get um, each week. So, yeah. And now over to the next free agency signing because the next qu- segment is definitely going to be about some free agent that signs. And it looks like D'Angelo Russell might be the next one because we're getting a little bit of rumors about it and it would be fitting considering Kyrie was the last player I just talked about. So, yeah. Turns out I actually missed this one, but what I assumed was a done deal is all oh, his is pretty much a done deal. Chris Middleton will be signing the five-year max, which would be $190 million. With to stay with the Milwaukee Bucks, a great move, a move that had to be made, and I mean Giannis and Chris Middleton are both two incredible players, and they need to. Bo- I think both of them together. I mean, like I said about Stephen Clay, like those two together, they make each other better. Giannis, I mean, he's great, and I'm not trying to say Giannis wouldn't be great without Chris Middleton, but he's even better when Middleton's on the floor. And Middleton, obviously, I mean. Every player can be better than Giannis on the floor. Middleton in particular, they just feed off each other so well. So it's a great, great move. Eric Bledsoe, Malcolm Brogdon. We'll see what happens with Brogdon. Actually, I'm going to say Eric Bledsoe because we don't know if Brogdon's going to stay, especially with Middleton um, side of the max. It doesn't sound like, unless Brogdon's willing to take a pretty hefty hometown discount to stay with the Bucks. But I think Milwaukee, Toronto, 
um, Philly, depending on what happens. We have no new news on Tobias Harris and Jimmy Butler just yet. However, it does sound pretty likely that Jimmy Butler is going to get a signing trade to either Miami or Houston. But Tobias Harris, some reports are saying that he can come back to Philly. So the big three of Ben Simmons, Joel Embiid, and Tobias Harris, which would be pretty – this is still pretty damn good. So, Yeah. And Brooklyn as well. We could see if Tobias Harris doesn't stay, he could be going to Brooklyn, which meaning that could be a pretty big. That's a pretty big super team. Kyrie already headed over there. I already talked about the Nets. That's a pretty solid team. We don't know where D'Angelo Russell's going. The East can look pretty good. Now Milwaukee with the resigning of Middleton is going to be pretty solid, especially with Giannis Antetokounmpo. Um, with Middleton, like those two together, are just are they're just special. I'm telling you. And Middleton got there's a lot of like hate about Middleton being an All Star over um, around All Star break when Yana, when when they announced that Chris Middleton was an All Star he got a lot more hate than he deserved he absolutely one hundred percent deserved to be an All Star did he deserve to be the number one overall pick for the reserves no but Giannis was the one picking he picked his teammate it was just a little gesture he probably would have been the last pick out of the reserves but neither way that man deserved to be an All Star one. Hundred percent. So we'll see what happens with Middleton, who is again Middleton is an All Star whether you like it or not. So we're gonna see what happens with the Bucks next year. I'm pretty excited about Milwaukee. If I was a Bucks fan, I'm not. But if I was, I'd be pretty excited. See you with the next free agency decision. All right, this one's gonna be quick, but I feel like if I don't put him in here, my friends are gonna kill me because they love this guy. So I'm gonna talk about him, Derek Rose is going to sign a two-year deal with the Detroit Pistons. Interesting signing, not much to say. Blake Griffin, Andre Drummond, snuck, were able to sneak Detroit into the playoffs last year, then got absolutely dismantled by the Bucks in the first round. I mean, there was a game where they struggled to put up 80 points as a team. I mean, oh my God, they were bad. But the East was so bad that they snuck into the playoffs as of the eight seed, didn't even have a winning record. Didn't even get to five hundred, and they were able to make the playoffs. I believe at thirty nine and forty three. Don't quote me on that. But so D Rose will help him out because Reggie Jackson sure as hell isn't the answer at point guard. So I guess D Rose, nice starting point guard. Not much to say. Career is pretty much over. Nice to see him get another shot. But him getting fifty was pretty special. So that was awesome to see. But yeah, I mean, nothing big. Congrats, D Rose. Okay, next up is something I am going to be honest, I completely missed. I had no idea happened. But apparently, Harrison Barnes got a four-year extension for $88 million with the Kings. I didn't see it. I had no idea it happened. But I think it's a very smart move for Sacramento, a team that I think we making major strides next year. And honestly, the reason why I'm even putting it in the podcast is because I need to mention my hot take that I believe that the Sacramento Kings will be in the playoffs next season. Harrison Barnes resigning with the Kings is going to help. That's all I got to say. So here is how this is going to work. It is now free agency day. I'm going to publish this episode and I will publish part two of my thoughts, which are all of the signings that will happen starting at 6 p.m. when free agency officially starts. There's going to be a lot of big signings that are going to come in real quick. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to record myself just talking from 6 p.m. to 7 p.m. as soon as free agency starts. That will be part two. This is part one, so stay tuned for part two of the podcast.